and welcome to Deus Life, an aspirational podcast. I am Patrick, and here with me, as always, is Hayden. Hayden, I have a new voice I want to do on the podcast. Ooh. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Deus Life. <laughs> is this a character, or is this just a voice? It's sort of like uh, if I was infomercial Billy Mays. Oh, if, yeah. If, if, I, if that career opportunity, Let like career say, path let's existed. Hear, let's hear, but wait, there's more? I'm Billy Mays. <laughs> For Deus Life. <laughs> For Deus Life here. Aspirational as fuck. All yeah. right. Anyway, it's pretty peppy. It is, it is. There's yeah. a... I would uh I would buy a fifty fifty raffle ticket from you. <laughs> you can hear the stark difference between that. It's funny when I when I speak into a microphone, I kind of do this cool welcome oh, yeah, to KBZ five thousand buttery yeah. buttery yeah. Uh, but anyway, after that brilliant introduction, so what I want to do here, it's a pretty exciting day. Oh, we have a couple submission. No this way. Is sort of the start of a new era for Deus Life, where um, we don't have to count on ourselves as much. Out, God, you know, I'm running out of original Me ideas. Me too, here. man. I'm wearing the same <laughs> shirt every day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I only have so many mind blowers to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. I have an infinite array yeah, of mind we, blowers. We, don't we even ne- worry about never it. ending parade, guys. <laughs> no, 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 nothing to worry about. Please like and subscribe. Please like and subscribe, <laughs> uh, and and leave a review. So I leave have a, a submission here review. from a stranger. His oh. name is Jordan. Um, and I want to let you read it. Okay. So I'm going to hand you, I just copy pasted into my notes app. Just, right. just read that top. Um, don't read the part where it says answer. Cause that's a note for myself. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Let's see. Here we go. Okay. So it was a cold read. Hi guys. My friend recommended the podcast and I've been loving it so far. I just graduated from college college and it's a pretty tough job market. So I'm thinking Indeed. of starting my own thing. I guess my main question is how do I figure out what to do with my career? And would you recommend starting something on your own? Hmm. That's a good question. Thank Do you, you want to go first? Um, yeah. Cold cold question read, cold answer. Um, <laughs> I have one note, but, but <laughs> yeah, you, you go first because okay. I, I think so I think re- can, you, can, you, can you reread the last two, the, 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 the meaty questions? Yeah, I'll give you the gist of it. So he just graduated college in the worst time ever, you know, besides like maybe the Great Depression. The worst time in recent history yeah. to graduate college in terms of like job and career yeah, aspects. Being able, and being able to go outside. Yeah, and the world is so expensive relatively. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just on the phone with my parents the other day talking about like, you know, I wish I could have got a $1,200 mortgage in 1970 in a place a mile from the beach. I know, man. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but you would have been making 40000 like I was. And I was like, yeah, but my rent would have been 600 Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Parents, the gist of the question yeah. is he, he just graduated. Oh, shout out to you, mom. You're listening to. Yeah. Shout um, out to my mom as well. Oh, it's Father's Day, too. Oh, get, yeah. oh, shoot. We're not supposed to anchor what date it is. Um, I'll take it out. Might not be Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, the, the just to the question after all well, that just, preamble. It's all the preamble. Yeah. Give me the two sentences at the end that end in question marks. Okay. I guess my main question is, how do I figure out what to do with my career? And would you recommend starting something on my own? Oh, all right. Right now. Absolutely. So uh, I'm a firm believer that now is always a good time to work on a project of your own. And even if it doesn't wind up being the long-term thing that keeps you going until you're 60, 65, till you retire and die, um, it will be worthwhile because it will be a path of self-exploration. It will be a path of self-discovery. And most importantly, the biggest regrets we often have in life when we get to the end of our lives are not the things that we did do, but the things that we didn't do. They're the things that we omit. They're, they're mistakes of omission rather than commission, meaning that we didn't do them rather than ones that we did. 
Um, if I was very young and getting started, uh, I, the first thing is that I would acknowledge that yes, these are unprecedented times. This is a, a very chaotic world we're living in. There is a worldwide pandemic that we are still in the grips of. It is nowhere near resolved. And, uh, and what that means is that a lot of the traditional opportunities that people would seek out are not available because a lot of the companies that might have been hiring a new class of recent grads to come in and fill out their ranks, they're working from home and they're struggling and they're seeing their revenues drop. We're, we don't really know. We haven't, we don't have data for a lot of big big publicly traded companies to know what's going on with their quarter two revenues yet because that won't be released until the third or fourth week of July. And, uh, and so what that means is it's a, now it's a, it's a time to be creative and it's a time to look for opportunities that might be a little bit outside or off the beaten path. Um, but the one thing I will say is shout out to my, shout out to a buddy of mine for quoting of all things Game of Thrones and he said this, and I've been repeating it ad nauseum to myself and other people that will listen. So I'll share it with you, our wonderful podcast listeners. <laughs> uh, chaos is a ladder. And so what that means is that in this time of unprecedented change, there has never been a better, or it's hard to find a better situation or better time period in, in the last 20, 30 years to be able to identify a new opportunity area just because the inputs are so wildly different as it pertains to finding something to work on. So uh, quarantine side hustles, those are awesome to work on. Uh, if you're just getting started, uh, I mean, prioritize learning. Definitely that's one of the most important things, even if it means you're not getting paid at all or you're getting paid very, very little. Um, there are currencies outside of money that will suit you well for the long run. So if I was mm -hmm. if I was just getting started as a recent grad, I would try and beg, borrow, steal, hustle my way into a room with the right people that I could learn from. And then I would either offer to work for them for free or minimum wage or make it work, whatever I needed to and go into it with a lot of empathy because a lot of the people that would be the best teachers right now are probably in a position where they're a little bit they're on the they're on the ropes a little bit because maybe their company isn't doing so hot or they're in the, they're in the throes of a uh, of an unprecedented time so uh, I would say go into it with an open mind, beg, borrow, and steal your way into uh, onto a team or into an opportunity where you're going to learn and grow. And if it's scary, lean into it. And that fear is something to be managed. Danger is something to be aware of. You want to be aware of danger and steer clear of danger generally. But fear, you can you can grapple with. You can overcome fear. And uh, that's sort of how I would approach it. There's my long-winded answer. Yeah. So. Mine's similar. I would just have a few tips, I guess. I mean, I think it's really difficult and you're not going to find a 100% concrete answer. But uh, I mean, it depends where you are in the country. If there's cheaper rents, you can maybe do something on your own a lot easier because if you're starting an online business, the income is going to be the same no matter where you are pretty mm -hmm. much. But the cost of living is going to be much different. Um, the thing I'll say, because you said, how do I figure out what I want to do? That's a much harder question. Starting something on your own is easy. You just you know have an idea and start it. And if it fails, you have a different idea and start that. Um, and pick things that have a very low resource input so that um, you're not you know risking everything without knowing anything. Um, but the one tip I'll say in terms of like figuring out who you are and what you want to do is to like find an excuse to be in the world, I would say. A lot of people your age are going to be adopting this this life where they, 
that w- that was a notification just reminding me of my answer. Uh, a lot of people your age are going to be adopting this life. Where that was they, actually a notification reminding <laughs> me that we're recording the podcast. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so like a lot of people are going to be adopting a very similar life where they get a job, they go to work, they come home, and then on the weekends they see like a similar group of friends, they go out to bars and whatnot. And that's like a, a very traditional life, right? But it, it's not really the same kind of in the world as you are if you have your own project and you need to talk to new people and strangers to kind of move that project forward. So you don't necessarily need a business that supports your entire life's sake, although some advice may be to put yourself in a situation where you really have no safety net or options and kind of force yourself to make it work. I haven't really taken that approach. I've always done things really conservatively and taken risks that I'm okay with everything, you know, being 100% failure and I'm still okay. Um, but, you know, those, those are sort of different schools of thoughts. But no matter what you do, like, you don't have to start a project that makes money. You can start a project that just puts you in the world interfacing with different people. Um, you know, just randomly, the thought that comes to my mind is a podcast because you invite guests on, right? So there's there's projects like this that there's not a clear financial gain to it or benefit right away, but... You're in the world, meaning that you're you're you have an excuse to start conversations with people that you would otherwise never have a conversation with, and I think that's incredibly valuable. That gives me a uh, it's really valuable. That gives me a couple that helps me think of a couple of of additional things that I want to share. Um, so one of the really 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 important things to be mindful of and to call out, especially for a recent college grad, is that you're never going to be in as as sort of opportune of a situation to be able to try something completely on your own. And so what that means is I'll speak from my own experience is that when I graduated college, I had a, I had a job offer from some big company and, uh, and it wasn't particularly interesting to me. It was a job. It would have paid my bills. It would have allowed me to move into my own apartment and continue on the path sort of, of the recent college grads that I knew from school and stuff along those lines. But uh, it wasn't necessarily the most uh, enticing and it wasn't the most, uh, I wasn't excited about it. And so what I wound up doing, and uh, not a lot of people would take this path, I don't think, is I wound up turning down that job offer and I moved back in with my parents as a 22-year-old, uh, took a big old shot to the pride on that one, and uh, yeah. and then moved back in with my parents and I started my own small business. And I can say to this day that that was one of the most difficult decisions because I knew that I was going to have to be not on an even level of some of my friends who are going out and getting their entry level jobs and doing the weekend warrior thing, like you said, where they're going out and getting wasted on Friday and Saturday. And it looked like a lot of fun because they're still doing it with the same people. Mm-hmm. But I can say seven, eight, 10 years later that the decision that I made to continue working and developing my skills and developing my courage and forcing myself to figure out everything that I needed to inside of that business, those skills and that mindset and that approach has proved itself tenfold valuable in, uh, in my life today. Yeah, that's a great point. I guess we'll just close on uh, having long-term perspective is, is really the summation of that point, I think. Um, and kind of fighting against this belief that when you're younger, you think you just enter the world and things just kind of progress because of time. 
but nothing like there's no guarantee that the next year you're going to be doing better or making more money or having better skill sets. Like you have to be very intentional about these things or they just won't happen. Um, or else you'll wake up 20 years after starting a job and, and you'll realize like you haven't grown, you haven't fuck, developed, you haven't yeah. learned anything new. You're just, and you're, that's you're, where midlife crisis comes yeah, from. Right? And you're yeah. waiting, you're waiting for the person in front of you to move forward or get out of the way. And the reality is, is that now is a fantastic time as at, as any time is to develop, develop skills. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, and don't be afraid, man. There's a, I was, I was self-conscious when I was starting my first business. It was a, a memory foam mattress company for students. And, uh, and so I started that my senior year of college and rather than going and taking a full-time job, being a, uh, being a very, very, very small part of a very, very, very large company, I recognized the value of acquiring the skills and having to force myself through the thought process of being the CEO and janitor in chief of this small business because it meant I had to do every single thing inside of it. And, uh, and it's great because it will showcase you, it will showcase to you and it will help you reveal to yourself the types of things and activities you do and don't necessarily like to do and whether or not you have the grit and tenacity to overcome it. And so, yeah, I would say, Jordan, stay tough, stay resilient. Uh, now is as good of a time as ever to be alive and a recent college grad. And, uh, and I think the future is bright for you, my friend. That was a great closing. And, and, and uh, Jordan, please email us again and let us know how everything goes. Maybe in a year, let us know that you're running for president or something like that. We, yeah, I will be your, uh, let's see, what's the best? I guess you'll have to wait more than a year. What's, but. The, what's the cushiest cabinet position you can have? I'll be, I'll, I'll be the, uh, I'll be the. Leisure czar. Leisure czar. <laughs> I would be the, uh, I'll be the, the diplomat uh, or the ambassador to, what's the best country to be an ambassador to? Iceland. Uh, Iceland's pretty good. That sounds pretty it's good. Cushy. Yeah. Uh, you get a lot of weightlifting tips. Ambassador to Iceland. Yeah. You can hang out with half Thor. Jorgen. <laughs> Jorgensen. <laughs> okay. So you, uh, you brought something up to me last time that I'm, uh, cur- oh, did I? Okay. Cur- curious, Go ahead. curious to follow up on. Go so, ahead. um, so FaceTime dating. Yeah. What's on, up? On you're talking hinge. to a ninja pro <laughs> on, on hinge. Um, so you're still you're still pro hinge. Hinge is the best. Uh, Hayden, no one. I, I'm adopting the Trump persona here. No <laughs> one understands women like. Me. <laughs> so okay, yeah, because because uh, somebody gave me feedback. I am the most feminist exactly, person you'll ever. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So somebody was saying how cute it was that they heard you talking about going on Facetime dates. Oh wow! And Thank so I'm you. curious to get an update on how it's going. And, uh, and yeah, just give it, give us, is it still the medium as is, is it still FaceTime first in the world as we're, as things are slowly starting to open up? How are things going there? Uh, you know, I don't want to bring too much shame upon me right now, but okay. I, I'm kind of back into the world when it comes oh, to meeting okay. people. I'm okay. One-on-one. I'm not going to these like a uh, group events or anything like that. You know, yep. I'm still pretty quarantine safe doing my part, yep. even though I'm 99% sure I'm immune and I have a test coming up that will confirm that Ooh, for me. Okay. Is this an anti- um, antibody action? Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Where'd you get it done? Have you had it already? I haven't done it yet. No, okay. I, I just got a message from Kaiser that it's ready. So, oh, okay. um, we'll be booking that soon yeah. and that'll tell me one piece of information that there is an antibody. It won't really tell me anything else cause nobody really knows anything about this thing. Well, so yeah. And how reliable is the antibody? This one should be reliable. Okay. Yeah, the test. Yeah. That's why they waited till what are we in now? June. Mid June. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, FaceTime dating. It was a nice substitute. Uh, I'll probably incorporate it sometimes, but, um, you know, I was really out of the dating world like everybody for about two months. And it was kind of interesting what happened when that was removed from my life because it's, you know, it's sort of something I enjoy a lot. But I've met some really cool people. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. I, I imagine you were slightly more efficient too, not having to plan and move to play, move your body to places. Cause yeah, you, you know conversations what? Conversations from the safety of your, where you live. And I would say as I've gotten older, I've become more selective with who I'm willing to hang out with. Like I, I really got to want to be there now. Yeah. It's not just going to be like, Oh, I might as well, you know, like that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't happen fly anymore. anymore. Time, yeah. You got to protect our time. It's all we have. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm meeting a much more higher quality people consistently. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Very good. I'm like to hear that. And then, uh, so we would be, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about, uh, the comedian. Oh, which one? Exactly. So that's <laughs> the beginning of the conversation right there. So for those of you that don't know, there's a, uh, fairly well-known stand-up comedian named, uh, Chris D'Elia. Mm. And, uh, he was that one. Yeah. Uh, some pretty sketchy stuff came out this week on, uh, I want to say it was Tuesday or Wednesday that sort of outlined that he had been uh, grooming, which I wasn't really familiar with that term. Uh, he had been grooming underage girls and been sort of creepily forward to a lot of underage girls and had done some sketchy things. And, uh, and so there was a lot of Twitter blew him up and there was a lot of uh, sort of people with their stories coming from all over the place. And uh, he came out with what I thought was a fairly uh, lawyerly prepared response <laughs> that said, yeah. I've ne- what did he say? I've never. Well, he seems know- pretty confident that he didn't break any laws. Yeah, yeah. By saying I never knowingly engaged in conversation with somebody who was underage, which is yeah. fucking sketchy. Um, and so the real question is, and I read an article about this, about. So within the world of comedy and stand-up comedy, it's generally agreed upon and the comedians will tell you, don't try and police us. We're, we're, <clears throat> it's up to us. How dare you try and control us? We're the comedians. And it's a community of very unique, strange people. Unique, for stra- the most part. unique strange yeah. people with unique, strange insights. And some of those quirks are what make them really interesting. Yeah. But then on top of that, if you have something where there is a Crystalia or somebody else in the stand-up comedy or a comedian of some sort who's a who's a who's a unique person, how do you sort of balance the people that were around him potentially that were seeing him? Oh, he's quite the ladies' man. He's a little bit forward, braggadocio, talking about this. At what point does there create, or what, at what point is there a responsibility among other stand-up comedians or other people that are around him? And I mean, that could apply to anybody in general when you're when you're calling out a friend for doing something, yeah, anything sketchy. How do you handle that? It's kind of a double-edged sword or a difficult situation, whatever you want to call it. Like, uh, I can't really, sp- I don't really have hard takes on that, other than of course what he was doing was wrong. Yeah, I I wouldn't call him a pedophile. That that's like a a different thing. Um, I don't, uh, there may be a word for like that thing where you're a 30 something and you're going for like 17 year olds. Like creepy. It's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't call it rare in any way, shape or form. Um, so it's kind of tricky in, in that sense. Um, it's just, it's really strange and odd. And if I knew somebody that was doing that, I, I probably wouldn't be friends with them. So if I'm speaking for myself, like, I have no problem dropping friends. Yeah, same here, man. It's that hard to make friends. Like, if you recognize somebody's cool, you just put some effort out. Like, unless mm-hmm. you're kind of really humble or bashful or something. Like, uh, I, you know, the uh, maybe like starting. I, I can't even remember a time where where I haven't had like the friends I need. Right. I mean, and and that speaks to sort of your courage in general, and that you're willing to to 
put yourself out there. And a lot of people don't necessarily make the ask. And even if they do want to, as they're making a new friend, so as we transition away from the Crystalia conversation to making friends and dropping friends, which I think is really important because... Yeah. I mean, uh, we have Brad on. I courted Brad. Yeah. He's a, he's a, <laughs> he's a great guest. And yeah, so... And, yeah. That's and, episode 12, Dr. Brad Reynolds. Yeah. Yes. That sounds, yeah. that sounds right. God damn. Damn. 12 episodes. <laughs> Got this memory. It's killing it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think... Um, I think just because you've had friends at one point in your life doesn't mean that they are the same people that would meet your criteria to be a friend yeah. later on in life. Or holding on to someone just because of legacy or something. Like, you need to evolve and kind of see where you're at. And, and people can... People grow apart. Yeah, and people can have a, a, a shared interest at a certain part of life and then you notice that you just don't have any shared interest anymore. And it's like, what's the point of this, you know? Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, when, when you're growing Maybe up... that's cold. Yeah, know. well, no, it's true. Because when you're growing up and you're a little kid, you might have kids, you might have people that you went to school with with or people that are in your neighborhood where you grew up and the thing that united you was that you all loved Batman and yeah. then you come back from college and recognize hey we have wildly different outlooks on the world we have different interests we spend our times we spend our time doing different things one yeah. might be working on skill skill acquisition the other person might be working on their video game skills stuff along those lines and if there isn't a lot of overlap there it makes it a little bit more difficult yeah, I suppose, or if it's pulling you backwards or things like that. So it's like if I found out that somebody I knew was doing that, I mean, I would definitely drop them, right? I would drop them. Out mean, of a self-preservation, too. I mean, it's like, it, I don't want to be affiliated there, you don't especially be, a famous person. Exactly. Like, you don't want to be affiliated there, yeah. but at what point do you, rather than drop them, do you call them out? Or do you raise a... Well, you, I would talk to them first. Do you raise a red flag? I'd be like, hey, man. Hey, man, like, what you're telling me end is well. alarming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've had that conversation, not not, not for like about a, that, yeah, a, a, an issue this deep, but yeah. like, hey, you're making yourself really vulnerable, like yeah. long term, uh, mm-hmm. behaving this way, yeah. you know or, what I mean? Or, yeah, or hey, you're getting, I, I noticed you're getting a lot more fucked up than yeah. most of the other people yeah, when, when we yeah. go out, stuff yeah. along those lines. And that, so, that's a common conversation, yeah. 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 And, so, and so there's the intervention type thing where you can come in and at least speak to them, and so... I guess that wouldn't be something I'd be curious about would be if there's anybody in the in that sphere who was aware of. And it's interesting that I don't know. It's interesting. This is I would like to have a mental health expert to diagnose this because I find it to be a mental illness that you would like the tactics would be the least intelligent tactic ever for hitting on an underage woman would be a message that they can screenshot and save for 10 years. Like what? What are you doing? <laughs> like, that, that speaks to some ooh, sort of weird so complex gonna, that he I'm, can't get caught or yeah, something. If, like, yeah, if I'm going to armchair that, it's oh some my yeah, God. It, it, bravado. It's, it's, there's some ego there probably. It's like you're such a famous person. What are you doing? Maybe it speaks to the community that you're not used to this level of like there's 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 another thing which is i was going to bring up on this podcast which is i've been on twitter lately like just looking at the cuz it's real time news right yeah and there's been so much like happening in the world right that i've i've kind of have added it a little bit to the repertoire and now i'm out i i can't be on like twitter is the most toxic place on the planet i can tell that people are unemployed i can tell that they have no meaning in their life right now like um, no fault against people. Like this is, this is not their fault, but I can tell that people are sitting around with not a lot to do because and a, and every thing- fucking day it's a new like cancel this person, cancel this person, and it's, it's like, yo, <laughs> like, somebody's life. Yeah. I, I even if they did something bad, it's like, is that really the best use of your time? Like just just ranting against a stranger. Like uh, I, mean, I get if you were a victim and you're coming forward, oh, that's yeah, meaningful for sure. and important, right? 
But if you're just somebody sitting on the sideline, like how often do I like publicly comment on celebrities or things? Like it's such a weird thing to do to me. Well, I think I, that, I think that speaks a little bit to it's we're finding it, or at least I'm I I sense that it's a little bit more difficult for people to find things that give them great meaning in their life. Yeah. Um, and that in today's world, a lot of people in the absence of something that they find truly meaningful or their own mission or cause or whatever it is that brings, that brings their life, uh, fulfillment, um, that the, the natural reaction of some people to that is to take the negative frame and put the negative frame in front and it's better to feel negative feelings and feel no feelings. Yeah. And so that could be part of it. And then there's the weird technology enabled echo chamber thing where you'd say things behind, I mean, keyboard warrior where you would type things behind a keyboard that you would never, ever, ever say to somebody's face. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a weird like participation. Like you just want to be part of the moment. And there's a lot of people that are influence peddlers. Like that's all they really have is I have to say something important and be a part of the conversation yeah otherwise and if there isn't a conversation then i don't really have anything um so i need to make a conversation mm-hmm. like the the you know a little while ago i was looking at the you know one day it was cancel joe rogan because the mask comment right which comment he made a, ma- a a comment while he was like drinking on a podcast with bill burr like if you wear a mask you're kind of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a joke like yes. it, it does look kind of lame right yeah. i wear it but like it does look kind of lame yeah, like that, th- it's not that controversial of a statement mm-hmm. um so this day it's canceled joe rogan the next day nothing, nothing. we don't care anymore yep On a the- because the people that would try to cancel joe rogan don't they're not a member of the audience. Like nope. you, that's the arrogance that you can oh. cancel something that you're not a part of. Like uh, you're not a head of a network. <laughs> like, yeah. It's this weird, like we have the power because we're participating, right? We demand that you cancel yourself, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, there's good aspects of this, but there's also like, we're sitting around with nothing to do and, and this is what we're doing. Like, well, um, and also, I mean, there's that, go uh, read a book. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's difficult because there's also that, uh, that picture, that visual, of crabs in a bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where for those of you listening, if they great Vince Staples song too. Yeah, if you have crabs in a bucket, I don't know the song, but uh, (laughs) if you have crabs in a bucket, uh, and one of the crabs is about to be escaped from the bucket to make it less crowded in the in the bucket, that the other crabs in the bucket will pull pull it back back down. And so that speaks what a metaphor for so much. I know, right? And that speaks to it being really important to choose who you spend your time with. And this is, I guess, going going a little bit back to Jordan's question uh, from the beginning of the show. That it's real. I mean, that that great saying that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you want to make sure that the people that you allow. I never heard that. That's great, though. Yeah, the people that you allow space in your life, you have to make sure that they're not going to be crabs in a bucket because oftentimes. I mean, there's that other saying, people want you to do well, but not better than them. And, mm, and so that's, that's interesting. And so you have to make sure that, I mean, it's better to be walking by yourself than it is to be, I'd rather be by my, by myself than in the wrong company. And mm. that takes an important mindset shift where you're self-reliant and you feel like you can take care of that, but also being open to and embracing people that come into your life who you feel genuinely that they look out for you, that they want the best for you, that they want you to succeed, and then to do the same for them that you would want them to do for you, which means invest in them, take care of them, look out for them, do nice things for them without without being asked just because. Just because. And uh, and so where am I going with this? Where am I going with this is that... You're off Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so get off Twitter and... Uh, yeah, and fuck be, Twitter, and, it's and, toxic. And, and yeah, and be careful of who you let, who and what you let into your mind because it can be toxic. And if there's... 
there's plenty of people out there that will steal your time. There's plenty of people out there that will take your, uh, take your, take your, take your time. Yeah. So we're, we're speaking of time. We're running low on time, but um, I, I, I wanted to, I guess we'll briefly touch on this. Do you have, I mean, it seems like there's a pretty obvious answer. The question that I was going to ask is like, what should be the level of policing for comedians? I guess like censorship with comedians. Cause in the past you wouldn't have that issue of separating the artist from their work. There is no like great artist figure that is, is going to pass any sort of purity test Yeah, um, for every great artist of the 20th century. I can tell you something horrible that they did or some sort of horrible characteristic, any sort of social movement leaders. It's the same thing. Like, um, there's, there's nobody that doesn't, that that's going to pass some sort of purity test like that, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't shouldn't um, have remove the worst. Right. So, so yeah, speaking to comedians specifically, um, I think part of the magic of the medium is that we give comedians a little bit more latitude because oftentimes they're the first to say and observe and comment on some of the absurdities in our culture and our society. And it is kind of their job to cross the line. It is. So we know where it is. They explore it. They find it for us. And so I don't think that they're neat. I, I, I would be so against there being any sort of formal censorship or when you're on stage, when you're on stage, I I don't think you should be, but at the same, but at the same time, I think it speaks a little bit to celebrity culture where there are people that receive so much adoration and praise from every dimension that it winds up going into their ego to the point where they feel like they're either above the rules they're above the law or that what applies to other people doesn't necessarily apply to them. They feel like they can DM people and not have it come back. And not have it, yeah, and not have it be super (laughs) fucking weird and, yeah. Yeah. And so I think there's there's a balance there, and it might be one of those things. One of the things that I'm that I think is a is a good practice is that uh, the NFL and the NBA and other professional mm-hmm. sports leagues they will get all of their new rookies or young players into a room and give them a presentation on the pitfalls of the professional athlete lifestyle and how to avoid going broke. And they have stories, and they have people that will get up there who mismanage their finances and did themselves a huge disservice. So maybe there is something where every comedian uh, or that they should be talking about the other comedians that have ruined their own yeah. careers because of. So think, it should be thinking, kind of an industry thing. It should yeah. be it should be an industry thing. But I generally I like to give people the freedom to police themselves as long as they're showing themselves capable of doing it. And it seems that this is a good opportunity for uh, hopefully the, the the comedy, the comedy industry in general to take a reflective look at itself and for the people inside of it to go, hey, maybe there were indicators that I could have that I could have <clears throat> helped protect some people, or maybe I, maybe I should have weighed what he said that time when I thought it was a joke, but I didn't recognize that, hey, or I didn't inventory properly that this was a pattern of behavior mm-hmm. and it wasn't a one-time thing. So, yeah, it's interesting. I don't think there should be censorship. I don't believe in censorship generally, but I think that there should be cautionary examples of what not to do. And I think that we need to hold everybody as an individual to the same high standards, but that we want to give our comedians uh, a little bit more lat- uh, the, the, the latitude that they need to do their job properly. Yeah. Cause it's the only job where you can't practice on your own. Really. Yeah. You, you, you have to create your art in front of people, which yeah. is so a really it's strange not, it's thing. Not wood- and it it's lends not itself not yeah. well to a culture of surveillance. Right. Uh-huh. So, um, gotcha journalism too. Yeah, it just doesn't work uh, in that setting. So, 
you know, tough time to be a comedian, but also probably the most like opportunistic time to be a comedian. There's, there's so much content being created. There's, like, there's a ton of great content. The world is yeah. moving toward this thing where there's people that make stuff and there's people that watch stuff and consume stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of, that's sort of, sort of how it's been. There's yeah. a, got to give a quick shout out to a comedian named Andrew Schultz who oh, yeah, has yeah. done a fantastic job of making the most of the quarantine situation. He has been putting out high quality, uh, well-produced content that I think is just him and a uh, producer assistant or somebody in a room making high quality content and sort of making the most of the opportunity in front of him and acknowledging that, Hey, the world as we know it, where there were stand-up comedy clubs or going to a theater that we would be able to, uh, that, that that's not going to be the same. Yeah, you're going to have so, the set, the and, yeah, and yeah. there's going to be social distancing. So it's finding new opportunities. So yeah, it's finding new opportunities in the chaos because uh, chaos is a ladder. And uh, boom, boom. So uh, I want to thank all of you for listening. Uh, if you made it this far in the episode and if you have uh, subscribed and left a review, can't tell you how much you uh, mean to us. It's yeah, a we're lot. watching. We're watching. We, we know we, who our supporters are. We, we really appreciate it. We read them, especially our Patreon supporters. Um, you guys are the best. So definitely, yep. uh, definitely appreciate you all. Um, this episode of, uh, Deus Life Pod, you can find out more at deuslifepod.com and why don't you take us out? Yep. This has been Deus Life, an aspirational podcast, and we'll see y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>